Okay, praise the Lord. Wow. Now, how about let's all say praise the Lord. Ready? Praise the Lord. Okay, there's a lot to praise the Lord for. That was good. Okay, that was uh, very enjoyable singing. Um, okay, does everyone have uh, an outline? I think maybe we have some more um, if you need one, but hopefully everybody's got it. Um, so we, uh, we're, we're back into Exodus. I know we had, we had the conference this past weekend. Uh, awesome. On the Book of Romans, if you weren't able to go, hopefully next semester, uh, it, was, it was rich. It was really rich. And so, uh, but we're back in Exodus. We've been going through Exodus. Uh, this semester, and um, the awesome thing about the book of Exodus is that uh, as much as these stories, um, and, and, I mean, incredible, miraculous stories actually happened, uh, they also represent for us, Carrie brought this out the first week of Exodus, they, they're a picture for us of the, the New Testament believer's experience. And so this is, you know, what it brings out is a normal experience. And so I I mean, does anybody want to have a normal Christian experience? Yes. Okay. I hope that you do. If you're, you know, like me, you want to have a normal Christian experience. And so we want to see tonight uh, the exodus from Egypt and the crossing of the Red Sea. And hopefully we can see uh, some of these points on the exodus and on crossing the Red Sea, uh, how they apply to us today and what they, you know, what, what our story is as believers. Uh, because these... These pictures, they bring out the vivid details. Um, and then the New Testament, it's like the caption that, you know, helps also explain what's going on. And so... Um so we're going to just dive right in. Uh, last week, we, we covered the Passover, um, and, and Trevor uh, brought out, and it's, I mean, an awesome picture of the Lord's redemption. And so the Passover, uh, you know, the, the sacrificing the lamb, using, you know, just a little faith to apply the blood, um, you know what? That saves us. Let's say praise the Lord. Praise, praise the Lord. I mean, the blood saves us from God's uh, judgment. And so, you know what? When we, when we have the blood of Christ, uh, thankfully, we're, we're safe. We're free from God's judgment. Isn't that awesome? That's wonderful. Okay, but, but uh, this week is also very rich because God's complete salvation uh, actually needs more than just the Passover. And so we need the Passover to be saved from God's uh, judgment. But we also need, we need a good exodus out of Egypt, and we need to cross the Red Sea um, for God's complete salvation. Uh, because in Egypt, we're still under the slavery of Pharaoh. And so we want to see tonight some details of how do we, how do we leave that? You know what I mean? How do we, how do we be free from, uh, you know, Pharaoh and the enslavement, which really represents Satan and the world and the world. And so um, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be enslaved by the world. Do you? No, no. If you answered yes, you didn't hear the question. No, you don't want to be enslaved by the world. And so, I mean, the, the world, it just puts us in slavery. And so, uh, you know, the, the Bible uh, refers to the world as actually a number of different things. Uh, but tonight, uh, Egypt represents the world in this, in this picture uh, as a place that altogether keeps us away from God's purpose. 
And so, you know, um, God created the earth and he created man to accomplish his desire, to fulfill his desire. Um, but then due to Satan's rebellion and man's fall, um, this uh, counterfeit system called the world began to be built up. And this thing called the world, uh, it just keeps us from uh, accomplishing God's purpose. And so, I mean, if you're like me and if you're a normal Christian, normal Christians, they want to surely accomplish God's purpose, right? I mean, what, what else could be higher than that? Accomplishing God's desire. And so this is what we want to be a part of. And for this, we need uh, the exodus. And so, um, but okay, so what is the world? Okay, we've kind of, you know, it's everything that keeps us uh, from God's purpose. But specifically, I found this awesome quote from this, uh, this, this I mean, dear believer called Watchman Nee. His name was Watchman Nee. And uh, it's actually on the back of your page. You'll, you'll read it in a little bit. But he, he kind of defines the world. He said, you know, the world's hard to just pin down exactly detail by detail what it is. But it's anything that quenches our spiritual life in the Lord. And so, you know, uh, this is not only sinful things. I mean, surely sinful things quench our spiritual life in the Lord. But, um, you know, how about some other things that quench our spiritual life in the Lord? I mean, I speak from experience here, okay? Uh, has Instagram ever quenched your spiritual life in the Lord? You know, our time on our phones, uh, just going through Etsy or whatever else, you know, has that ever quenched our spiritual life in the Lord? I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just talking about me, you know, Facebook at times. You know, it's, it's not that Facebook is evil or necessarily sinful, but, uh, you know, uh, when one click and just, you know, it turns into three hours worth of just Facebooking, uh, maybe that's occupying uh, our time and keeping us from satisfying God's desire. Uh, and not only these things, you know, what about even, even our schoolwork? Uh, can be a thing of the world that simply occupies us and keeps us uh, from, from accomplishing God's desire. So now, don't go uh, tell your parents, oh, John said schools are the world and I need to drop out. You know, don't, don't do that. School is good. School is good. But, but we, dis we need to bring the Lord into all these things, okay? Um, so, all right, tonight what we're going to see is some of the details. Um, th this, man, it, it very much encouraged me getting into this. Uh, Exodus 12, 13, and 14. We see a lot of fine details, and uh, they just help bring out, you know, what, what's going on and what the Lord is doing in our life as Christians. So, okay, let's, let's hop into it. Uh, let's all read uh, that Roman numeral I at the top there. You ready? Okay, in order to be deeply impressed, significance of and the words in the New Testament. Okay, so the, the story of the Exodus and the crossing the Red Sea in the Old Testament, they give us a vivid picture, and then hopefully we can also couple that with some of these verses from the New Testament that show us as, as New Testament believers what's going on. So uh, let's get to that, that first point A. Let's all read that one. The children of Israel did not make their exodus from Egypt of their own accord or by their own power. Rather, the exodus was accomplished by the saving God 
Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. We serve and love a saving God. Isn't that wonderful? We have a saving God. Okay, and then let's read this verse, Exodus 13, 3. Ready? Go. And Moses said to the people, Remember this day on which you came out of Egypt from the slave house, for by strength of hand Jehovah brought you out from this place. Okay, so there you see, okay, in Exodus, uh, Egypt is called the slave house. And so again, it's this, this, the world, it's just the things that, that keep us enslaved, that keep us occupied from accomplishing God's purpose. And so we want to be brought fully out of this. And we see here that on the one hand, we can't do anything. But hallelujah, we serve a saving God who is strong enough to bring us out. By strength of hand, Jehovah brought you out. Isn't that wonderful? He's so strong. And you know, uh, this is really, it's a twofold uh, strength. On the one hand, uh, outwardly, you know, the Lord works in uh, our environment to create a, an environment that helps us. I put this verse, Romans 8, 28. Uh, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. All things in our outward environment, uh, you know, our classes, I mean, whatever. We may think it's uh, so, so tough, such a suffering, whatever, but everything is arranged uh, sovereignly by the Lord to bring us out of the world and into him, into the enjoyment of Christ. And so on the one hand, outwardly, he's strong enough to uh, perfectly arrange our outward environment uh, that we would be brought out. And then also, also inwardly, uh, he's strong enough to, to strengthen us, to bring us out. Let's all read, I mean, we've heard the classic Philippians 4.13. You know, it's, it's so many uh, sports superstars kind of favorite verse. You know, it, it means that they can, I mean, it's, I can, I can, well, let's read it. Okay, ready? Okay. I am able to do all things in him who empowers me. Okay, this does not mean uh, that, you know, we can all go dunk, you know, I, I mean, or, you know, whatever. Uh, but, but thankfully, uh, this, the, the context here is that, man, we're able to do all things, to leave the world, to accomplish God's desire, to, to be brought into the enjoyment of Christ. I'm able to do all things in him who empowers me. And so uh, this, this first point is a direct continuation from the Passover where, you know what? Uh, we need the outward environment, which the Lord is sovereignly arranging. Then we also need the inward strengthening, which we get from eating the lamb of the Passover, which represents Christ, taking in Christ every day. We need this. We need, you know, taking in the word every day. That's just a practical way we can take in Christ. And when we, when we do this, when we take in Christ every day, uh, you know, more and more, we're strengthened by the one who is strong enough to leave Egypt fully. And so, uh, praise the Lord, we serve a saving God who, who has a, a strong hand that can bring us out of Egypt. So that's the first point. Uh, how do we get out of Egypt? Praise the Lord, uh, we have a saving God. Okay, point number two, let's all read B. Ready? It was for Jehovah a night of watching to bring them out from the land of Egypt. 
Okay, that's uh, part of this verse, Exodus 12, 42. Uh, let's just go ahead and read that one. Ready, go. It was for Jehovah a night of watching to bring them out from the land of Egypt. That same night is a night of watching to Jehovah for all the children of Israel throughout their generation. Okay, another great little detail here. This, the, I mean, this verse is kind of like, it just struck me. It's a night of watching for Jehovah. What, what is that? Well, praise the Lord. Uh, we serve a God who watches over us. He's watching over us. He cares for us so much uh, that he would watch over us every day. And, and he want, he's watching over us. And our response should be that we look to him. We watch. It's a, uh, there in 42 is a, uh, that same night is a night of watching to Jehovah. And so we need to look to God. Because, you know, here, here in, uh, you have to think, I mean, this is uh, a few, a few uh, centuries ago, um, and they're sitting there in Egypt, okay, which was just a, a place of enslavement to them, okay, and all these things are happening, and uh, they're just, okay, all right, God, you know, what are you doing? How do you want to bring us out from here? And so, you know what? They're just looking. And so we need to be that same way. Actually, um, I put this verse, 1 John 5, 19. You can see it says, the whole world lies in the evil one. Lies in the evil one. It's, it's like, I heard, it's like, uh, you know, we got, we got a, a medical bed, okay? And, and the whole world is just lying here, asleep, drugged by Satan, okay? And we're just, just totally out. Okay, but we don't need to be those. Uh, Paul even gives us the encouragement in Ephesians 5. Let's read Ephesians 5:14 with a strong spirit. Ready? Awake, sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Amen. Awake, sleeper. Okay, we don't need to be asleep to, to Satan's tactics, you know, to keeping us asleep and just staying in the world. But thankfully, we can awake and we can look away unto Jesus. And so Hebrews, I uh, put that 12-2 on there, looking away unto Jesus. And so this needs to be our life. Is that day by day, you know, we have a continual looking away unto Jesus. And this continual looking away would give us a living that is altogether outside of Egypt. And so on the one hand, um, you know, uh, when we get saved, uh, our life, uh, praise the Lord, is joined to the Lord. And we're outside of the world, okay, in terms of life, but our living our day-to-day -day may still be in the world. And so if we have a living, though, a day-by-day, -day, even, even moment-by-moment, looking away unto Jesus, calling his name, Lord Jesus, I need you. You know, this type of living, this can bring us out of Egypt. And so that's point number two, is that thankfully God is watching over us and we day by day, moment by moment, are looking to Jehovah for the way out, okay? He always wants to give us a way out of the world. We need to look to him. Okay, uh, so let's go to point number three, uh, which is C. Let's read that one. God's people left Egypt as an army arrayed for battle. God's complete redemption produces an army to fight for his interests on the earth. 
Okay, uh, so how about, how about the, the brothers? Let's read Exodus 12, 51. Ready? And on that very day, Jehovah brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Okay, so he brought them out in a specific way, right? He brought them out by their armies. And actually, Exodus uh, 13, I think 18, um, brings this out also. <clears throat> that they were uh, arranged like as an army arrayed for battle. They were ready. Okay, so uh, two, two little points here. On the one hand, it's a fight to get out. Grant, do you know that? It's a fight to get out of the world. Satan, he wants to keep you drugged on the table, man. He wants to keep us enslaved. You know, because whenever we start entering into God's purpose, uh, he knows that kicks him in the lake of fire, right? And so he wants to keep us asleep. He wants to keep us. And so you know what? To fight against that, uh, we, we have to be battle ready. You know what I mean? We got to be, it's, it's a little bit of a fight. And for that, for that, uh, I think each one of you have a, a brother and sister right next to you uh, who you can, you can lock arms with, you know? And so uh, who goes out to fight a battle alone? You know, I mean, no, no one. I mean, that's just not a smart move. But if you go out together, there's some strength. There's some strength there. And so, you know, just a, a little experience here. Um, when I was in college, uh, I was on the football team. And, um, it, you know, the, the football team can be just a, 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 an easy uh, situation in the world, right? I mean, you're just whatever. You're on top of the world. Everything's going for you. You're a cool guy you know, all this kind of stuff, whatever. It just drugs you, you know what I mean? It just, it just puts you in a stupor where you just, you're, you're, not, you're not caring for God's purpose. You're caring for, you know, you're, you're going to make a name for yourself or whatever. Um, and so, but, but, okay, I had this experience where um, my junior year, so the first two years, anyway, uh, basically all my time on the team, um, you know, I, I, I was just going along with whatever, going along with conversations going along with stuff, you know, I knew I shouldn't have. Okay, it's just, I mean, that's the situation. I felt so alone, okay? But then my junior year, something happened where a number of us uh, believers, uh, just from all kind of backgrounds and stuff, we started getting together and praying together, specifically for our teammates. And you know what that did? You know what that did? It provided some strength. Uh, seriously, that was such a highlight for me in my Christian in my Christian life because uh, no longer was uh, that that you know I don't know how many hours 30, 40 hours a week that I spent doing football. Uh, it, it wasn't just wasted time anymore, but because uh, there was some strength there, there was some prayer. Uh, there was uh, man, I feel like we left the world and we were entering into God's purpose, entering into God's desire on that football. And so anyway, it just, it was a huge blessing to me to have brothers that I could, I could pray with and, and I could fellowship with on the team. And so we need that. Uh, this is how people leave Egypt. 
If you feel like you're stuck in the world, well, get a companion. You know, I mean, it, 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 sometimes you have to go and just literally, Troy, hey, can we pray together? Amen. Can we get together during the week and pray? You know, can we read the Bible? I mean, we have to, we just, we do this type of thing and this strengthens us. And it gives us, it, it makes us uh, in kind of army formation, you know, able to exit Egypt, able to leave the world. Okay, so that's, uh, oh, okay, uh, you can see in the New Testament, Ephesians 6, 11, Paul says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the stratagems of the devil. How do we stand against the stratagems of the devil? How do we stand against the stupor of the world? Well, we put on the whole armor of God. And as, a, as a, an individual member, you need the whole body to put on the whole armor of God. And so if you want to do that, you need your brothers and sisters in Christ uh, to fight with you and to put on the whole armor of God with you. Okay, so let's go on to, to point number four on the Exodus. Uh, point D, let's, uh, let's all read that. That's Exodus 13, 21. Ready? Jehovah went before them by day Okay, so uh, again, just another one of these awesome details. You know how the, uh, the children of Israel left Egypt was they were led by these two, this, this pillar. By day it was a pillar of cloud, and by night it was a pillar of fire. Okay, and these two things, uh, these really, uh, what they represent for us, the picture is the pillar of cloud represents the spirit. And so we have the spirit within wanting to lead you moment by moment. And so when we're, when we're led by the Spirit, the Spirit's going to lead us out of the world. And the, the pillar of fire represents the Word. And so you can see Psalm 119, 105, your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And so this fire, uh, pillar of fire, enlightened the way. And this is what the Lord's Word does for us. This is why we need the Lord's Word so badly. Uh, we need the Lord's Word every day. I mean, if we go one day without the Lord's word, uh, you know, the light may just start to dim and we may, we may get lost in the world and we may just get drugged by the enemy and be, be under his stupor. And so we need the word of God to lead us, to lead us out. And so um, these four points, anyway, they're just awesome points on the exodus, okay? How to make a good exodus from the world, from all the things that keep us from accomplishing God's purpose. Uh, we, need, we need the strength of Jehovah. Yeah. We need the, the strong hand of God, okay, to both in our environment and inwardly strengthen us to lead. Okay, we need, uh, we need to look to the Lord. He's watching over us. We need to look to him. Okay, and then we need, uh, to, we need our brothers and sisters. We need army ready, army formation. Yeah. You know, we need our brothers and sisters to get out. Okay, and then lastly, we need the word and the spirit. And so, brothers and sisters, we need to be uh, sensitive to the spirit within, and we need to be in the word daily. And this will, 
about all these things, they help us make a good exodus, a good uh, leaving the world. Okay, and so then uh, we come to Exodus 14. In order to complete God's uh, complete salvation, uh, we need the Passover, we need, uh, we need to get on our way, and we need to pass through the Red Sea. So Exodus 14 describes Pharaoh's last struggle and Israel's crossing of the Red Sea. And so this, again, is a, a picture of baptism, okay? And so, uh, man, you know, we need this to be saved. If, if you uh, believe in the Lord, uh, but you've never been baptized, I encourage you, we need to get baptized. Uh, this is a real salvation to us. Uh, there's a definite spiritual reality when we get baptized. You know, I was, I was so encouraged, uh, and I mean, I'm sure many of you could give testimonies Testimonies, man. At this past this past weekend at the conference, you know, I mean, what what? It was about 32 or 35 outside. Uh, we had a horse trough though, full of warm water, and people were getting baptized. They realized, man, this is a salvation to us. This saves us from the the tyranny of Pharaoh. We need to to pass through the waters. Okay, so just a few points about baptism uh, from Exodus 14 that I, I really enjoyed. Let's all read. A. The children of Israel crossed the Red Sea by faith. Okay, it's by faith. Okay, Exodus 14, 15. Uh, sisters, how about y'all read this one? And Jehovah said to Moses, Why do you cry out to me? Tell the children of Israel to move forward. Move forward. That's what baptism is in our Christian life. It's a moving forward. We're just going to be stuck if we don't get baptized. And so we need to get baptized and move forward. And you know what gave him the strength to move forward? It was to hear the Lord's word. And so, you know, Jehovah said to Moses, and then right after this, the children of Israel crossed through the Red Sea. And so this is why we need the Lord's word, uh, because not only do we need to get baptized once, I mean, maybe many of you have been baptized, but we need to live a life of baptism, a life in the reality of what happens when we get baptized. And we do that by hearing the Lord's word every morning. We need the Lord's word. And so, you know, uh, I mean, Romans 10, 17, faith comes out of hearing. If we want to have faith to live a life of baptism, to every morning leave the world, give ourselves to God and his purpose, then we need to hear uh, the word of Christ. Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Awesome verse there. And so uh, every morning, every day, we need the Lord's word because this brings us into uh, this reality of living a life of baptism. Um, okay, so then uh, they, they uh, cross the Red Sea by faith. And then point number two, uh, B, let's all read that together. Pharaoh and his army were terminated and buried in the Red Sea. This signifies that Satan and the world were judged and buried in baptism. Let's all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Isn't this an awesome fact? Yes. When we get baptized, Satan and the world, you know what? They get left in the water. They get left behind. We get freed from the, the tyranny of, of Egypt and the slave house is what Exodus calls it. We, we get free. And so when the children of Israel pass through, uh, they got through no problem. And then right behind them, the waters came and just swallowed up all the Egyptians and Pharaoh and, and, and his army. And so praise the Lord, my brothers and sisters, uh, whenever we get baptized, you know what happened? This spiritual reality happens. Uh, we get set free. Isn't that awesome? That's so wonderful. And, and uh, you know, um, I was encouraged again by this verse in Hebrews 2.14. Uh, he also himself in like manner partook of the same, that through death he might destroy him who has the might of death. That is the devil. And so Christ on the cross, uh, he destroyed the devil completely. Right. And you know what? When we get baptized, we get baptized into this one yeah. who has totally destroyed the devil. And so every day, again, we to live this life of baptism, uh, we just take in Christ. Christ. And the more we take in Christ who has destroyed the devil, uh, we, little by little and more and more, will just utterly uh, destroy the devil, leave the world, and our living will be in this way. Isn't that, isn't that so good? And so these are just a, a few little points, um, but, you know, seeing them greatly helped me, um, and, and I hope that these points would, uh, they would enhance your prayer life both for yourself and for all our friends. How many of you have friends who aren't saved and, or, or maybe they're saved and they're still in the world? You know, I, I know, I mean, I know a bunch of people like that. And so we need to pray uh, that by strength of hand, Jehovah would bring them out. You know, we need to pray that they would pass through the waters of baptism, be free from the tyranny of a Pharaoh. And so all these points just bring out very vividly what's going on with us in our normal Christian life. And so anyway, uh, I was just, again, encouraged that the, these points, the, the exodus from Egypt and, and crossing the Red Sea, this is how we, we uh, come into the wilderness. And in the wilderness, we're totally separated uh, from, from Pharaoh and from Egypt. And eventually, after the wilderness, we, we get brought into the good land, which is what God's doing for all of us. He's bringing us into the good land, which is himself in all. All his richness. And so um, I hope that we would, uh, you would just take these points. And um, anyway, I got, we got the, the reading on the back that just hopefully brings these out a little bit more. Um, and so let's, let's go ahead and break up into little groups and, uh, and read these points. And then maybe we can have a little sharing after that.